You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Welcome to your Canadians Connection on Rocket Sports Radio. This premier hockey podcast featured on allhabs.net brings you the latest news, in-depth analysis, and expert commentary about the NHL's most storied franchise, the Montreal Canadiens, with your hosts, Joe Whalen and Rick Stevens. Our team of credentialed journalists provides behind-the-scenes insight on the Canadians, designed to inform, entertain, and engage Habs fans around the globe. We are proud to be the trusted source for all things Habs for more than a decade. This is the Canadians Connection Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Canadians Connection podcast here on Rocket Sports Radio, keeping you informed, engaged, and entertained, a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Amy Johnson, and I will be your host for the next hour. This is episode 132, and I am pleased to be joined in the studio by my co-host, the one and only Mr. Rick Stevens. Well, uh, welcome to the Canadians Connection. I'm glad to have you here, uh, both the listeners and yourself, Amy. Um, I am not Joseph Whalen. You're <laughs> I not. I sound Joe- a little different. <laughs> yes, that's true. You brained up the studio. Oh. Um, Joseph, 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 our dear friend Joseph, Joseph. And, and host is uh, off writing an exam uh, today. Uh, Good and, luck. Yeah, and uh, was unable to join us. Um, so, um, I know that, that, that you and Joseph have a, a bit of a rivalry in, um, in fantasy sports, but I'm mm-hmm. sure that Joseph, uh, and, and he, he was, he was very happy to hear that you would be filling his shoes for today. Well, I'm going to try to fill his shoes. They're, they're big shoes to fill. Um, Joseph does a great job hosting the show with you every week. Um, but I am honored to get to step in and, uh, Keep his seat warm. We'll put it that way. I'm keeping his seat warm here in now, the studio. Every anyone who listens knows that Joseph is a huge NBA fan. Mm-hmm. Um, now you're not so much an NBA fan, but mm-hmm. um, you know that DraftKings thing inside and out. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm really getting there. You know, but uh, yes, Joseph is a big NBA fan, big big basketball fan. Is a Raptors fan through and through. Um, but even he knows that basketball season won't be around forever. So uh, you need to get in on all of the action now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when using code THPN during sign-up. Now, playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. You just pick your lineup, you stay under the salary cap, and you see how your team stacks up against the competition. Feel the sweat like never before. Every dunk, every steal, every assist means so much more with a DraftKings daily fantasy lineup. Uh, now, baseball fans, you may have missed out on season-long fantasy, so now's the time to get in on all of the daily fantasy action where DraftKings has even more ways to make it rain. With DraftKings, payday comes 
every day for players. So what are you waiting for? Head to the app right now. Download the DraftKings app now and use code THPN during sign-up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN, and you can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Um, and THPN, again, that's the, the Hockey, Hockey Podcast, Podcast Network. Network. Yeah, we'll say it together. And, uh, <laughs> In stereo now. <laughs> and and on the Hockey Podcast Network, you not only find uh, this podcast, Canadians Connection, there's, there's a wide range from every team, and uh, there's also... The Press Zone, and that's the podcast that I do with you, uh, and it comes out uh, every Tuesday, both the Press Zone Montreal and the Press Zone Philadelphia, and uh, so we, we can do a bit of, we can preview what's coming up in, in that podcast as well this week. Absolutely, I'll be happy to do that, but... That's all the way in the third segment. Uh, we've got a lot of show to get through before that, and lots of things have been happening. Um, just run, going to run down the agenda really quickly for this week. Of course, we've got some memorable, memorable moments this week for the Canadians. We'll talk about how they've performed. It's a busy month in April. They're playing four games most most uh, weeks. So we'll run through how they performed this past week. We've got lots of roster news, talking about injuries, transactions, and so forth. I mean, it was trade deadline this past week. Mm -hmm. So we've got lots to talk about there. Uh, we've got a bit of a Habs prospect report. Uh, happy to be here. Um, since I do uh, most of my work at rocket sports on the AHL report, uh, covering the Laval rocket, we'll get you up to speed on, on the Habs prospects down on the farm, as well as a bit of NHL news. And then in our second segment, our big topic this week is shoring up the Canadians' defense. We're going to do the deep dive on the Blue Liners this week and talk about what's working, what's not, and and where we see uh, issues for the organization uh, as far as how they're approaching the defense. Uh, and then finally, in our third segment, uh, we will have our Canadians Connection question of the week, which has to do with one of those young prospects, uh, as well as talk about uh, a preview of the upcoming games for the Canadians. As Rick just said, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the show that he and I uh, co-host together uh, on the AHL report and a spe very special guest we have coming up this week there uh, before we send you on your way to enjoy your weekend and some Habs hockey. Mm-hmm. But this past week, uh, Habs, two wins, two losses. Uh, as you said, a four-game uh, slate for them uh, this past week. That's right, and it started with uh, whew, a whopper of a game against the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, you know, talking about that uh, that big topic in the next segment, the needs on defense. Well, that was certainly highlighted prior to the trade deadline when Montreal dropped a five to nothing mm. uh, game against the Jets, getting blanked. That was a painful, painful, painful game. Mm -hmm. uh, then, of course. Uh, Turned around and won against the Maple Leafs. Uh, Kulak Weber, uh, decent, de looking looking okay as a defensive pairing. Um, the Edmondson Petrie pairings. 
Well, at you least <laughs> at least Jeff Petrie had his his favorite uh, partner back with him. Right. Um, with the uh, defensive pairing switched around, there uh, Kulak bumped up to the first pairing with Weber, and Edmondson down from the first pairing back with Petrie, and they looked a little bit better and were able to frustrate the Leafs in that one. That's that's true. So Habs fans, okay, they bounced back from that five nothing shutout, one against the Leafs, four to two. So now Calgary comes into Montreal, and no. Calgary beats them four to one. A horrendously poor start by the Montreal Canadiens, not looking prepared whatsoever. Uh, and Calgary just absolutely handed it to them that game. Um, and then Calgary comes in uh, for the second game in that series last night. Uh, and uh, the defensive play was much tighter. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler Toffoli, my, my goodness, what a. What a season he is having uh, with the Montreal Canadiens. He was uh, pretty much the hero of the night, and uh, Montreal comes out on top against Calgary last night, who they're in a very tight race for that uh, fourth. Calgary's trying with all their might to take the Habs over for that fourth and final playoff position. And coming up will be a three-game series with them uh, that will be crucially important to that uh, playoff picture. Absolutely. So uh, the first star of the week chosen by uh, my friend and and colleague Joseph Whalen was Corey Perry for this week. Um, well, that was for last week. Um, well, that was for he, last week. Yeah, that came out last Sunday. His first star of the week. So we'll we'll see what his that's, who well, his, that's true. That's his true. first star is going to be, and that uh, that column, uh, his three star column, will come out uh, this Sunday. Um, but if you've missed any of the the games and you just want to catch up, uh, head to allhabs.net and look for the comprehensive uh, post game reviews. Uh, look under recaps and you'll find them. Absolutely. Uh, so roster news. This is uh, there is there's a ton to go over here. Uh, it feels like there was multiple things happening every day for the Habs uh, at this past week. Uh, first off, Brendan Gallagher was reevaluated this week, Rick, and um, I, I don't think that fans can expect to see Brendan Gallagher anytime soon. No, uh, no real report or or no news out of uh, that second evaluation. Um, but it's it's pretty clear he's not going to be back for the regular season. Um, the 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 hope now is that he'll be uh, ready to go once the playoffs start. Uh, which a lot of fans are very disappointed about. Uh, they'd love to see him back on the ice, um, but perhaps they can uh, feel a little bit better knowing that Carey Price has returned to practice. And not only has he returned to practice, Rick, it looks like he is probably, at least uh, whether or not he starts or not, he's at least going to dress for this afternoon's game uh, because uh, it was recently announced by the Canadians that Michael McNiven has been sent back down to the Laval Rockets. So that sounds to me like Carey Price is is at least going to dress today. Carey Price was dealing with a lower body injury that he aggravated against the Oilers and uh, something existing that that uh, got tweaked. Uh, so he needed to be out a few games, and um, but he's uh, back to practice. And, uh, and as you said, he's expected to dress uh, for the game on Saturday afternoon with Ottawa, Michael McNiven back to the Laval Rocket from the taxi squad means there's an open position on the taxi squad, which likely will be filled by Caden Primo. Absolutely. Uh, another returnee to the lineup this week is Yoel Armia. Uh, finally back, uh, practiced for a, a good week uh, before returning to the lineup, but did get back into a game this week after recovering from COVID. Um, you know, it was a, it was a, 
it was a long time out for Yoel Armia. Um, it wasn't an immediate bounce back kind of thing for him in his recovery. Uh, but he did say uh, he was very, very happy to be back with the team. Well, I felt uh, pretty good for the most part of it. So uh, just uh, <laughs> missed playing games. So that's it. Yeah, it was like the first four or five days, uh, probably four days. I had some uh, little symptoms, some body aches, but uh, nothing too crazy. So uh, for the most part, I felt good. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, really happy. I, <laughs> first day I came to the rink, I think I had the smile, uh, smile on my face the whole day. So uh, it's it's really really uh, good to be back. Man, a few words, um, <laughs> but uh, very direct. He's happy to be back. Big smile on his face. He was uh, a powerhouse and and uh, the first star. Uh, in Friday's game against the Calgary Flames. Uh, he looks great. Um, he told us that, uh, and you heard there, he said that uh, his symptoms were four or five days, body aches and that sort of thing. Confirmed that he had the um, uh, the UK uh, B117 variant of the virus, which has uh, hit people a little harder, um, but uh, was able to uh, recover and then regain uh, his strengths uh, in that practice time that you had mentioned. It's it's uh, and that's that's good to hear that he you know despite having a variant uh, didn't get affected too hard with the physical symptoms. It's been scary listening to some of the stories going on around the league of guys who have who have not had uh, as easy of a go of it. Um, so we're happy to see that Yoel Armia is is back on the ice and feeling better. Uh, ben Sherratt also returned to the lineup uh, after recovering from his fractured hand. Um, and, you know, it's it was another we're going to talk about the defense in the second segment. Having Ben Sherratt at the out of the lineup um, was really, really detrimental for the Montreal Canadiens on a weak blue line as it is to lose Sherratt was a was a was a big blow to the Canadians uh, defensively. Uh, but he says that injury isn't going to change the way he plays. Fighting's part, it's a part of my game and it's it's something that's that's always been there and it has to always be there. The way I play, you're going to have to answer the bell at times. And, you know, my job is to make the, the game hard on the other team's best players. If the other team's best player is going to challenge me, then then I'm going to be be willing to answer. So it doesn't really change, uh, change anything in, in, in what I'm going to do. He had that fight with JT Miller, uh, fractured his hand, required surgery, uh, was expected to be out six to eight weeks, um, back in just over four weeks. So mm-hmm. uh, quick recovery. Um, and as you heard him say there, uh, it's it's uh, part of his game is to answer the bell. And I like what he said, uh, that, that his role is to make things tough for uh, the other team's uh, players. Absolutely. He did also say in that interview that he knew right away something was very wrong with his mm-hmm. hand. Uh, he said as as he even went down the tunnel, he says I, I something was wrong, I could tell. Uh, so I think he knew right away, but uh, that's not going to deter him from dropping the gloves in the future, that's for sure. Um, now, we're talking about, you know, defense, uh, and that's the overarching theme of today's show. Um, of course, the big news uh, coming into the trade deadline was Victor Mete being placed on waivers uh, and ultimately being claimed by the Ottawa Senators. Um, 
I think some fans were probably surprised to see Mete uh, placed on waivers. It kind of gave all of us a heads up that Mark Bergevin was was going to make a move at the trade deadline, knowing that uh, Victor Mete likely wasn't going to clear waivers. Someone was going to to scoop him up, and sure enough, you know the Ottawa Senators I think were second down the down the 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 waiver list. So it didn't take long for someone to snap him right up. Um, and uh, to his credit, um, Ottawa's not that far from Montreal. Uh, and f- fans were, I think, a little taken aback to see not four or five hours later after the afternoon had come and gone in the announcement of the waiver claim um, that Victor Mente was on the ice in a senator's uniform uh, for warmups. Uh, so he said it was a, it was a bit of a hectic day for him after getting after getting claimed. Yeah, no, it was pretty crazy. Uh, practice this morning uh, in Montreal, and then uh, skated with the extras after, and then got told at twelve that I got claimed by Ottawa by Burge, and then uh, got a call from uh, Pierre and DJ and asked if I can make the game tonight. I said yeah, so uh, drove down here, packed up actually. Uh, my fiance and me packed quickly, packed, and then uh, I came straight to to the rink, and then I guess she she just got to the place now. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, it was de- definitely different. Uh, no pregame uh, routine today, but uh, no, I felt good and uh, very, very excited and happy to be here. I think uh, it'll be really good for me. Victor Mate with his trademark, yeah, no, to begin his. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Um, yeah, no. <laughs> what a what a day for a 22 year old. Oh. Um, he he not only practices, but he stayed on the ice with the extras uh, for mm. a bit more time. Was told by Mark Bergevin uh, that he'd been claimed by Ottawa, um, and so jumped in the car with his fiance, two hour drive up the 417, and and uh, then he was uh, in the lineup for Ottawa. Uh, wearing number 98, the first player in uh, Senators history to wear number 98. And of course, number 98 is uh, the number he wore uh, in junior hockey with the London Knights and uh, where he played with his uh, good buddy, Alex Formanton. And uh, the Ottawa Senators announced that uh, Formanton will spend the rest of the season with the Senators. So uh, a bit of a, a, a reunion there for, for Victor Mete. Um, but of course, uh, uh, Pierre Dorian had, had, uh, made some room, um, trading, um, Mike Riley, who Canadians fans know quite well to Boston and Gabranson to the Predators. So had a need, uh, and, um, Victor Mete is uh, going to be filling that need, uh, at least for the, uh, for the next little while. And the Canadians will see him later today. Uh, most likely. Mm-hmm. I actually think this is a great, uh, new situation for Victor Mete. I think that it's obvious that things had soured in Montreal. Um, he had just the way depth in the organization has had run. Uh, there wasn't a clear place for him. I think his confidence had been affected. Um, sitting and being a healthy scratch for a good first part of the season didn't help things. Then the controversy with his agent making public uh, comments. And and it's just been not a good situation for Mete. So I think a fresh start's going to do him well. I actually think he'll fit in well in the Ottawa culture. Um, As you say, he's got Alex Foreman in there. um, And I think, you know, I, I think that Victor Meta, his personality and his playing style will fit very well with the Ottawa Senators. As he said, though, nobody's splitting up the Mint brothers, him and KK. <laughs> <laughs> I almost it was very sad. I, KK, Kakinyemi just looked so like nobody's ever going to split me up from 
victim at it. Uh, it's very, very sad. The bromance will continue, though, from 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 afar. They're they're two hours away from each other. They'll see each other. Well, on his Instagram, <laughs> uh, Victor, uh, he had a nice message, uh, just uh, him and and a picture of him skating out onto the ice, and said, "Montreal will always hold a special place in my heart. It's the city I was drafted to, and where I got to make my NHL dream become a reality. Thank you, Montreal, for this great experience." like to thank my teammates you will always be my brothers uh big thank you to all the coaches training equipment staff and the canadians organization for everything they've given me um he, he thanks the restaurants he, he <laughs> priorities fabulous man. food priorities. And, and, uh but he's he as you said he ends that post with just to let everyone know the mint deal will never be broken and <laughs> added a picture of uh kk with his arm around victor oh Oh, yeah. Now let's see what they do against each other today. <laughs> we'll see how long that bromance lasts. Um, so that uh, all of that action ushered us into trade deadline day. Um, and, um, you know, it was we'll get to the moves that Bergevin actually made in a moment. But, uh, Rick, there was a lot of talk and a lot of speculation and a lot of rumors flying around and a lot of, oh, we hear Montreal's uh, in on this discussion and, oh, we hear uh, Mark Bergevin is definitely a contender for this negotiation. Uh, there there were a lot of, um, there were a lot of names getting thrown around that the Habs may have been in on. Some of those Mark Bergevin kind of confirmed himself in his media availability, some um, reported through the media. Um, and, uh, you know, looking for, uh, maybe additional help up front. Um, it, it said that, that Mark Bergevin tried pretty hard to pry, uh, Ryan Getzlaff out of Anaheim. And, and you can see that as a reunion for, uh, Corey Perry. Um, and, uh, what a third line or fourth line that would have mm. been with Getzlaff, uh, Stahl and, uh, and Perry perhaps, um, Mike Hoffman, um, if you need help for your power play, Mike Hoffman might be the guy. Uh, and But the real need, uh, the real need was on defense. And um, uh, Mark Bergevin in on discussions for uh, Nikita Zadorov, uh, Dmitry Kulikov, and Tony D'Angelo. Uh, Kulikov is the interesting one there for me um, because we had been talking about Kulikov being a, a pretty good he's he's uh, had a great season uh, in New Jersey playing against uh, the opposition's top players and being a really good shutdown part of a really good shutdown pair uh, might have been a really nice uh, kind of comfort um, uh, to have him there for uh, uh, for Romanov and um, and and what broke down there according to Mark Bergevin was that uh, uh, he was willing to give uh, Victor Meta to uh, to New Jersey, but when the Devils asked for another piece, he balked at that, which is odd because then uh, he let uh, Victor <laughs> go for nothing. So um, anyway, that Great didn't work out. Uh, Kulikov went to the Oilers, and um, and uh, the Canadians settled on two other folks to shore up the defense. They did. The first thing that Bergevin did was acquire uh, John Merrill from the Detroit Red Wings um, in exchange for forward Hayden Verbeek from the Laval Rocket and a fifth round pick in 2021. Um, I actually invite you to check out this 
the most recent episode of the Press Zone Montreal. Uh, Rick and I did talk about uh, this trade a bit on that episode, and we've got some audio from Joel Bouchard. Uh, the, the day after the trade deadline happened, I asked Bouchard to just comment on Hayden Verbeek's uh, exit from the organization and, and how he has performed for Joel Bouchard this season. So you want to be sure to check that out um, for the full audio. But... Um, Bouchard said, you know, he's Verbeek has has improved uh, this this season. He was very understanding with the roster juggling that had to go on and, and so on and so forth. But Rick, uh, defenseman John Merrill wearing number 28 now for the Montreal Canadiens uh, comes in from the Detroit Red Wings. And um, he certainly uh, I, I really hope people are going to. Um, when he when he does get to play, uh, will pay more attention to um, his hockey ability and less <laughs> about his lettuce. <laughs> his style. He's got a style. He, he says it's a lifestyle. He right. tra- describes himself as a bit of a free spirit. He's very easygoing, and um, and it was his wife that that uh, posted a picture of the inspiration behind the mullet and that being his dad. Uh, it's a great it's a photo. Great photo. His dad, an Air Force uh, veteran. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and it's... Uh, th- now, uh, John Merrill uh, was born in Oklahoma but uh, grew up in Michigan. Both his parents from Michigan. And as you said, will be wearing number 28. And is, is he going to be, um, you know, Eric Desjardins? Is he going to be more of a Nathan Beaulieu? Um the most recent player to wear a number 28 prior to John Merrill was Marco Scandella for a very brief time. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be talking more. We'll, we'll breaking, be discussing more uh, detail uh, in the second segment uh, about what you can expect from John Merrill. That's right. Same thing with the other acquisition that Mark Bergevin made on Monday, and that was uh, acquiring Eric Gustafson from the Philadelphia Flyers in exchange for a seventh round pick in 2022. Uh, Gustafson uh, will wear number 32 for the Canadians. Um, again, we're going to talk. We're going to kind of deep dive on this a bit uh, in in the next segment. Um, and I'll just say there that um, Merrill and Gustafson right now are quarantining in Edmonton, right? Which is uh, the Canadians sent them there. Um, so that, that when they come out of the quarantine, they'll be able to join uh, the team. And mm-hmm. uh, both of them will join the team prior to two games with uh, the Oilers on Monday and Wednesday. Gustafson with that number 32. Um, Christian Foline? Um, mm. <laughs> we'll see. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that one works out for Eric Gustafson. But yes, uh, we're going to talk a, a, a lot more about uh, both of those acquisitions. Um, and part of what I do for the, for Rocket Sports is also cover the Philadelphia Flyers organization. So I'm going to give you a little bit of uh, what I've seen from Eric Gustafson uh, out of Philly so far uh, this year and and my thoughts on that right. acquisition in general, but you got to wait to the next segment for that. Um, last but not least on the roster news is that, uh, of course, we're going to talk about this uh, here in just a moment, the, the great start that Cole Caulfield had to his pro career uh, last weekend. 
And it didn't take long with uh, Laval on a bit of a layoff. Uh, he has been recalled to the Canadians taxi squad uh, wearing number 22. He's wearing 44 in Laval. He's wearing 22 for the Canadians. Don't ask him to explain it because as he has told the media, uh, he didn't choose either one of those numbers. They were assigned to him. Um, but uh just because he's uh, recalled to the taxi squad, it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to play. Uh, we will we'll get into this a little bit, but at the at the base of everything, Caulfield just says it's uh, it's very exciting to get to be practicing with the Habs. Yeah, it was uh, it was an unbelievable experience. I mean, uh, I'm just here to, to soak it all in and um, learn as much as I can, you know, in this time. So um, it was great to be out there with those guys and and just uh, you know kind of do drills with them and learn from them and just kind of watch them. Um, you know, on the ice, uh, it, it, it uh, teaches me a lot. So obviously it's, uh, it's just an exciting experience for me just to be up here right now. And um, again, I'm just learning. Um, it's great to be on the ice with those guys and, and great to be in the meetings and stuff and just learn as much as I can. Uh, the coaching staff has been great too. And, you know, I'm just trying to work hard and, and do as much as I can um, to hopefully get that chance. But right now I'm just focused on day by day thing and, and doing the best I can. Sounds pretty excited. It does. Uh, but uh, yeah, soaking it all in. I think that that's a good way to describe uh, mm-hmm. what he's there for and good value for him to be part of the practice, uh, get to meet the coaches and, and some of the players. Uh, it, it's interesting because um, the Canadians will have uh, two players on their payroll um, at the same time, same number. How does that work? Uh, well, Cole Caulfield, as you mentioned, number 22, who had that number before him at one time, it was uh, Carl Alsner. Uh, now, Carl Alsner oh, actually had true. two different numbers, um, uh, but uh, at one, uh, 27 as well, but but uh, he also uh, played with uh, number 22 for a bit. Uh, but I think, I think uh, if you're, you're thinking about 22s, it's... Uh, Far more Steve Shutt than uh, John Ferguson, I would say. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, I, I find it. I I, I understand. I almost understand them assigning him his Laval number. Um, I'm. It's. I don't know. It's a little bit of a question mark for me of the of not allowing him to choose his mm-hmm. number uh, at the NHL level. Maybe that'll change next season. Um, you know, maybe in the off season and, or, and how he performs at training camp, maybe maybe they'll allow him to to change his number and select one. I don't know, but um, according to him, there's no significance because he didn't choose it. But this is um, uh, Cole Caulfield is going to be our question of the week, and that we'll be talking about in the third segment. Mm-hmm. Um, we're asking fans, and we've asked fans, and we'll get uh, re- their reaction from uh, our. Uh, all Habs Facebook page. Uh, are you happy to see Cole Caulfield recalled to the taxi squad? That's right. So be sure to uh, to let us know what you think. You can, uh, of course, tweet that at us at Habs Connection on Twitter or find us on Facebook as well. Um, because there's certainly mixed reactions. There's a lot of excitement, but there's also a lot of hesitation as well. So we'd love to hear what you have to think about that. Um, which leads us actually right into, uh, it's a great segue right into our Habs prospect report this edition of the rocket report is brought to you by ahl.report your premier source for the laval rocket the ahl affiliate of the montreal canadians ahl.report is a proud member of the rocket sports media network 
can't really place it, but I've heard that voice before. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about at ahl.report. Um, yes, AHL report. Uh, I am proud to be the lead correspondent over there, uh, handling things with my cohort, Chris G, on the Laval Rocket beat, both of us. Um, and so, yeah, love the Laval Rocket, there's actually not a whole lot to talk about for April. They've had, a, compared to March, I think Chris and I, crawled across the finish line on March 31st <laughs> to get through March. Uh, it was a, it was Laval's March schedule closely resembled what the Habs schedule in April looks like. And it was, it was a doozy. Um, it is much different in April. Um, they only have eight games on the schedule and that was before things came grinding to a halt for Laval this week. Uh, fortunately, knock on wood, not because of any COVID protocol, uh, COVID-19 protocols against Laval, but affecting the Toronto Marlies, um, who Laval was supposed to play Thursday night um, and Sunday, tomorrow afternoon. Those two games have been postponed because uh, the Toronto Marlies are currently in a shutdown for COVID-19 protocols. The concerning thing for me here is what are the last two games Laval played against Toronto Marlies? in Toronto. Uh, so we will see and be watching that very closely over the next uh, another week and a half or so to see if there's any effect uh, on the Laval rocket. We're hoping not, fingers crossed. Um, but it means that um, Laval last played um, a week ago, Saturday, and they will not again play until next Wednesday the 21st and then after that they have another week and a half off and they don't play again until April 30th. So it's been it's been a light schedule. Uh lots of lots of practice time. Uh they're going to have a, a an intra squad scrimmage uh later this weekend uh, according to Joel Bouchard, but uh Rick last weekend of course, you know, not only not only was it a big deal for Laval and Habs fans to watch Cole Caulfield, I mean, it was a hockey center stage across the hockey community. Um, everyone was watching the Hobie Baker winner uh, turn pro, and uh, he certainly didn't disappoint. Not at all. Um, <laughs> it was a big stage, and, and he answered the call and and uh, had, had just a... Uh, a wonderful uh, two-game debut because um, mm. perform a game winner in both scored in both, um, and uh, he it couldn't have scripted it uh, much better for him. Not at all. Um, first pro goal. It was came on the power play. First pro assist. Uh, second goal in that in that first game ended up being the game winning goal, and then he turned around and did the same thing the next day, another game winning goal on Saturday. So uh, a great start for him. So he does, as we mentioned, get recalled to the Canadians taxi squad. So uh, part of that, a big part of that, could be uh, due to the fact that Laval is in such a long layoff right now. It gives them a chance to uh, to call him up and and practice. Uh, there's no guarantee yet that he gets into a lineup, uh, Rick. As you mentioned, you know, with McNiven getting sent down to Laval this morning, uh, Primo will likely go to the taxi squad. That's going to open up some tax, uh, some cap space. So could he draw in today? 
It's possible. It's possible. Uh, it's close. The dollars are close, and and with uh, it, with you know the Canadians have to pay uh, or account for the salaries of both Allen and uh, Price, even even when um, you know Price was out uh, with a, a lower body injury, wasn't on a long term injury where, where they get relief like they are with Brendan Gallagher. Um, so that was an extra salary with Primo on the main roster, and then. And, um, uh, McNiven uh, taking that taxi squad, um, so it, it's possible that he gets in a game. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if that occurs. Now, Joe Bouch- Joel Bouchard was asked yesterday. You know, what is there a plan? Of course, Bouchard can't say if he knows how long Cole Caulfield's going to be up there. That's that's not something that uh, any coach would would really discuss with the media. But uh, he does say that there is a plan for Cole Caulfield in place for the remainder of this season. Um, but depending on circumstances with Laval uh, and, and with the Canadian, uh, with the Canadians, that could be modified. That plan could change. Um, and while I think it's safe to say that I can speak for both Rick and I uh, to say that while we're not in favor of Caulfield getting uh, thrown into the NHL lineup at this stage that we've, that I I'll speak for myself that I feel that it's 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 more advantageous for his development to keep playing in Laval and learn those small details he's got he still has work in some areas um, but Bouchard does point out uh, yesterday some reasons why it's at least beneficial for Caulfield to be up practicing with the NHL club the plan is to work with the kid he just got out of NCAA college he's he's a guy we like We're, we we. We are happy to have in the organization, so everything's adjusting uh, adjustment for him. And our reality and the Habs' reality are just part of the reality that you know organization make with a decision on on, on where a player would be or whether these do. I think it's good for him to go to the NHL uh, right now. We're not playing until next Wednesday, and to to skate with the guys and to have a feel for the organization. You have to remember, guys that are in NCAA, they don't have that privilege to come to training camp like other from CHL or even Europe could. So uh, an NCAA player will come to development camp for three days and we won't see him. A guy that play in the CHL will come for training camp. We'll see the NHL player. Like Cole didn't do that. He didn't get a chance to see the the, the player. So I think it's good uh, for him to uh, to get to see the NHL player, to skate with them and to meet the coaching staff. I think that's a really good point by Joel mm-hmm. Bouchard that, um, and and some people may not be aware of the restrictions for NCAA players, but it prevents them from from attending uh, training camps of of NHL teams. Um, and uh, in this way, you know, whereas whereas junior hockey players may have had exposure uh, to the rest of the team, other players, the coaches. Uh, that isn't the case with Cole Caulfield and other NCAA players. So um, even if he doesn't get in in the lineup, there is a benefit uh, to him uh, being part of practice and, and getting to know guys, getting to know uh, systems, getting to know the coaches. Um, you know, ideally, you'd really want, um, and, and, and uh, Joe Bouchard mentioned a plan, um, and I think it's safe to say that Mark Bergevin always speaks about uh, he wants the players to make the decision whether they deserve a call-up. And, and I, I think we can interpret that in Cole's case. Yes, he has some defense, 
defensive zone pl- uh, play to work on. There's other details without the puck that he needs to work on, and and Joel Bouchard was prepared to do that. Um, but ideally, he would be left in in the AHL. Um, so that he continues doing what he did in the first two games and dominating the the AHL, mm-hmm. uh, learning the details, learning uh, play away from the puck, d- uh, you know, further developing his confidence, so that uh, when he is called up and into the lineup, it would be kind of a smooth transition. Uh, it's not going to be the case, um, but I think in this case, um, you know, I was talking with a scout and and uh, some time ago and and talked about. When you have star players like this, the the process and and he he said uh, that the player has got to be aware of the plan. If the plan is to bring them to the NHL and then bring them back uh, to the AHL, uh, they have to know that so that their confidence isn't shattered when uh, when that happens. That it's just seen as a normal course of events and and uh, of course. Um, as as Joe Bouchard said, there there are the the uh, the the plan has to be flexible because there mm-hmm. are needs and realities that that both the Canadians and Laval are facing. Uh, Laval facing uh, you know a, a delay in 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 their games and and uh, and the Canadians you know uh, the the reality there is that um, uh, they need somebody on the right side. Um, you know. Paul Byron is trying to substitute, I guess, for a Brendan Gallagher. Uh, they they need a boost to their power play, so perhaps Cole Caulfield is that answer, or at least could be uh, tried in that situation. Um, but if you know, all else being equal, uh, if if this was more normal times, it would be better to have a much slower transition for Cole Caulfield. That is true, and and you know there is still. The Laval Rocket, as we said, they're on a pause right now. Uh, They're scheduled to play next Wednesday. Um, But if there's anything that we've learned in the AHL or NHL this season, there's always a question mark. Things can always happen. Things change day to day. So what if something happens and and then that game is postponed? Um, Then they're not on the schedule again until the end of the month, April 30th. So... um, it's it's it is a balance. It really is a balance. Uh, We just... Our hope is that uh, the development of the young prospect is always kept in mind at the forefront and that you're that he's put into positions where he can succeed and learn at the same time. So we will see how that all uh, works out. Now, of course, as I said, the Laval Rocket is on a pause right now. They are still leading the Canadian division. They've been dominant in the division uh, all this um all most of this season. Uh, so they are scheduled to play the Belleville Senators in Ottawa next Wednesday. Um, and they could have a, a good influx of talent back on the roster. Uh, Joel Bouchard uh, mentioning that uh, four of their of their five injuries are skating and expected to be back uh, sooner rather than later. And that's Jan Meshack, uh, Jesse Yalonen, Alex Belzeal, and Lucas Vedemo. Uh, they are all skating again um and they will be taking place that they will be taking part in the intra-squad scrimmage on sunday i think uh they're just going to kind of take it day by day to see uh how things how things roll out uh with that but if all of that goes well you know by next wednesday you could see at least two of those four guys back in the lineup uh and probably all four of them 
uh, within another week or so. So that is very good news for the Laval rocket. Um, so be sure to head over to uh, ahl.report or ahlreport.com, whichever you prefer. Um, that's where you'll find all of our uh, game recaps, uh, including post-game interviews with Joel Bouchard and the players made available after the game. Uh, daily, you'll also get audio from Joel Bouchard and sometimes players uh, after their morning skates and practices. We post that as well, uh, both Chris and I. So be sure to go over to AHLReport.com. Make sure you bookmark that. Uh, follow at the AHL Report on Twitter. Those will give you the live game updates for the Laval Rock. And of course, listen and subscribe to the Press Zone Montreal, which Rick and I host uh, every Tuesday on the AHL Report. And we've always got all of the latest Laval Rocket news for you there. Um, and speaking of news, last but not least, a little bit of NHL news. Uh, the NHL just announced yesterday that the regular season has officially been extended by four days to May 19th. Uh, and that's in order to accommodate the revised schedule in, in the North Division. Rick, we I spoke earlier in this segment about how some of the reports about uh, guys who have really struggled with some of the variants of, of COVID that they've uh, tested positive for. And Vancouver has been one of those. And and because of the lengthy shutdown for the Vancouver Canucks, um, there has been a revision to the schedule in the North Division, and that's now uh, extending the season by a few days. The variant out in Vancouver, different from the, the UK variant that Yol uh, uh, Armia had, uh, it's the Brazilian variant uh, that's hit the team uh, very hard, and uh, and and they've been um, many of them uh, quite ill and their families. Um, so the the schedule has been they've been off for some time. So the schedule has been adjusted, uh, and 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 maybe in line for uh, further adjustments. We'll we'll see how that works. Whether um, you know, there's been some talk about how the regular season may. Um, end in one division with playoffs starting, but not in the other. There's lots to be worked out, but the official part is that the NHL has uh, extended the season to May 19th. So with that, we're going to take our first break here on the Canadians Connection. Still to come, uh, we'll be tackling our question of the week. Let us know your response to the question of whether uh, you're happy to see Cole Caulfield recalled to the Habs Taxi Squad. You can leave your comments at All Habs or at Habs Connection on Twitter or on the All Habs fan page on Facebook. But coming up next in our big topic segment, we're going to discuss shoring up the Canadians defense. So stay with us. This is the Canadians Connection podcast on Rocket Sports Radio. Rocket Sports Media is currently recruiting talented, motivated, and committed people to join our team. If you're a student wishing to gain experience, a young professional interested in broadening your credentials, an experienced hockey mind looking for a platform to share your expertise, or a passionate fan looking to contribute to our publications by connecting with fellow hockey fans, we want to hear from you. If you are bright, loyal, passionate and willing to dedicate yourself to a remarkable team, visit allhabs.net and click the Join Our Team tab today. In every city around the world, sports fans flock to popular watering holes to share a few pints, some good grub, and to cheer for their team. Think your favorite sports bar deserves to be recognized? Or are you traveling to a new place and need to find the perfect spot to watch a game? HockeyPub.com is the answer. Find out where the best spots are in your city to eat, 
drink, and meet fellow fans. HockeyPub.com Want the latest Habs news with game previews, reviews, and highlights? How about full coverage of development camps and special events? Looking to follow the Laval Rocket more closely this season? Perhaps you'd like to learn more about team prospects. Would you like a place to socialize with hockey fans all over the world? We've got what you're looking for at allhabs.net, the place where you'll find everything you need to be the most informed and connected Habs fan around. Allhabs.net. And welcome back to the Canadians Connection podcast on Rocket Sports Radio. I'm Amy Johnson. You can find me on Twitter at Flyers Rule. And with me in the studio is our president and the founder of Rocket Sports, Rick Stevens. You can be sure to follow him at All Habs on Twitter. Uh, also, be sure you're following at Habs Connection on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And visit our website at CanadiansConnection.com. CanadiansConnection.fm, even two. Uh, both now. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. We have two. Aren't you fancy? Very. <laughs> uh, we're glad you're still with us. Uh, we've got a great segment coming up for you now. It's it's where we discuss our big topic, and uh, it's all about the defense this week, Rick. Uh, it was shoring up the Canadians' defense. You know, this has been an issue all season long. I know this from listening to the Canadians Connection. I know this from our conversations ever since the opening face-off of of the second game of the season, where after looking at the first game, it, you had said from the get-go, uh, scoring scoring aside, there's issues on the defense. Um, and it's no secret. Mark Bergevin has, has admitted in past off-seasons recently that uh, he was unsuccessful in going out and getting a top pairing left D-man. Um, that is still a gaping hole. It's been at least two seasons that he hasn't fixed it. I don't care how you want to cut it and all of the successful little band-aid transactions and trades and acquisitions and signings he's done. Um, there is a, 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 a an open wound that is still there uh, with this failure of him not getting a top pairing left defenseman. Um, and the depth on the defense has been minimal at best or hasn't been properly used or hasn't been tapped uh, when you when you get deep into the depth chart on the on the defense hasn't been tapped often enough. Um, so I mean, Rick, you've said it from the get-go. Defense has been an issue. Um, and in the beginning of the season, I know you said this quite often, uh, it was just covered up by the fact that the Habs were scoring all the time. And then when that dried up, it exposed the deficiencies on the back end. Yeah, and I know fans kind of raised an eyebrow, like, what are you complaining about when the Canadians got off to a great start? Mm-hmm. But that great start was uh, because of the offense, and they were outscoring their problems. Uh, and and there was, there was a, a real, um, you know, we, we talked about it in the offseason that uh, Mark Bergevin and uh, Claude Julien decided to go a very different way than that of the rest of the the NHL, 
who are looking for puck movers on the back end. Uh, instead, um, Mark Bergevin and Claude Julien wanted a defense and 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 uh, uh, manuf- generated a defense that are hard to play against, that are big, tough. But with that comes. Uh, you know, speed is an issue. Uh, moving the puck out of the zone is an issue, and um, and it, it it has been zone coverage. All of those things have have been a big issue, um, and and I identified it pretty early. Uh, Claude Julian actually, uh, uh, second week of the season or thereabouts, started getting nervous about it, um, and it was one of the first things that uh, Dominic Ducharme mentioned. Uh, when he took over from Claude Julien is uh, how poorly the defense was playing and that that was the first item on his list to fix. Uh, after Stefan Waite was, was uh, uh, dismissed, uh, then that was something he identified. You know, all the fingers were being pointed at the goaltending and, and Stefan Waite said, no, it's not, it's not a goaltending problem. It's, the, it's a problem on defense. So um, this has been a, a an issue all season long, and um, and and uh, you know it 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 was it was clear at the trade deadline that Mark Bergevin was going to have to do something about it. Absolutely, um, and in fact, Dominic Ducharme uh, this week, you know, there's times that there's no getting around it. You have to you have to be accountable for it. And and there there was time this week that Ducharme talked about that play in the defensive zone. I, I, I didn't, what we didn't like and what didn't help us play our game is, is that we spent way too much time uh, in our zone. Uh, we didn't kill, kill plays quick. We didn't win those 50-50 pucks. So... There was a lot, a lot of time spent, you know, battling and not winning the puck. So that you need to retrieve it. Same thing on face-off. We started the first period, we couldn't win a face-off. So first they they score a goal on that, and then we were running after the puck all period because uh, we were not starting with the puck and we were not winning battles. So his comment commentary uh, extends from the defense to all players in the in the defensive zone, and he mm-hmm. talked about not winning faceoffs and and uh, not being able to exit the zone and and those kinds of things. Um, but it, it it begins in the defensive zone. If the Canadians were strong defensively, if if they were uh, killing uh, opposition plays, like he said, uh, that's on the defense. If if they were winning those puck battles, especially uh, board battles, uh, the 50-50 pucks, as he calls them, um, that's that's where where uh, the Canadians. Uh, it, it's it's the play in the defensive zone dictates how the rest of the way the Canadians are structured and the way uh, the kind of game plan they have and the strategy. It dictates the rest of of how the rest of their game is going to go. So, uh, spending too much time in their own zone. Um, means they're going to be chasing the puck uh, the entire game, and and that's not a, a recipe for success. And we, as we talked about in the last segment, um, you know, no, v- Victor Meta when he was in the lineup this season was not uh, effective. He was not a contributor. Um, and we we spoke about in the last segment uh, a, a multitude of reasons why that might have been. Um, 
the fact of the matter is you had a homegrown defenseman in in Victor Meta that you didn't that that didn't work out for whatever reason uh, was the handling of his development an issue could have been and you let him go for nothing because he was claimed on waivers after you just did the same thing at the beginning of the season with Noah Julson, another homegrown defenseman, another defensive prospect um, that partially a, a big part, not his fault, uh, dealing with with that um, orbital bone injury for the last couple of years, having trouble uh, getting consistent playing time because he's he's in and out with injury. But you let him go on waivers. He gets claimed on waivers by Florida. Um so, Rick, there, there's two guys that were supposed to be, like, the next great thing for your defensive core that not only didn't work out, you also let them go for nothing. Yeah, it's um, it's, it's just poor asset management. Um, Victor Mate had, had his struggles. Uh, but he has skill. He he he's the way he skates. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, he's smart, um, and uh, he, he needed to be his his uh, his good qualities weren't f- emphasized enough. Um, his puck moving qualities, um, and um, uh, you know he he wasn't in the lineup often enough to uh, to to get into a, a rhythm. Um, so it was just, you know, and we've talked about, it hasn't necessarily been the development that's been poor in the Montreal organization, but the transition, Mm -hmm. uh, to the NHL game and, and, um, you know, at the very least, a, uh, Mark Bergevin didn't do a very good job creating a market for trade for Victor Mete, uh, because he seemed to, uh, you know, uh, be offended uh, by the fact that uh, the Mete or his agent had asked for a trade. And then, uh, you know, a matter of punishing him was, uh, you know, no, I'm not going to trade you. I'd rather you uh, uh, leave the organization on waivers. And we've seen that mm-hmm. with other players and we could we could go down the list. That's happened uh, in the past. And, and Noah Juleson as well. Well, um, uh, Noah Juleson, if he recovers from uh, from his injuries, can be a very effective uh, defenseman on For the right sure. side, and and uh, that was a big loss. And and so to protect Victor Mete and lose Noah Juleson, and then lose Victor Mete uh, in the end is 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 just it's it's poorly done. It's poor uh, asset management, and and uh, that uh, that has an effect on. Uh, the defense. I'll just throw one more iron in the fire there, and uh, and I'm sure that this will stir up plenty of controversy one way or another. If you want to go back even a little bit farther in terms of homegrown defensemen, the defensive core you could have had: Victor Meta, Noah Julson, Mikhail Sergachev. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I am sorry. I am unapologetic that Jonathan Drouin has not been the forward that was uh, that everyone was hoping he was going to be. Mikhail Sergachev has done wonders uh, f- in, in his role with, with the Tampa Bay Lightning. If you still had Sergachev on the back end and you had Meta and Jolson, you would have a solid, younger uh, defensive core, all homegrown, uh, all coming together. So I'm just going to throw that out there. No, it's it's absolutely right. The Sergachev hole is the one that was never filled, and and even the the uh, uh, transition of re-signing Markov to make sure that uh, that that all of that worked out. Uh, that's what's that's what Mark Bergevin has never uh, addressed, and 
And if you lose uh, uh, Jonathan Drouin off this lineup tomorrow, uh, he's not going to be, his two goals aren't going to be missed. Not at all. Um, the other thing is that, okay, um, you've got a, the one thing that Joel Bouchard has said over and over again is how strong his blue line in is is in Laval this year. And it's true. Uh, he spent a, a good portion of the month of March not changing his pairings uh, on the back end at all because they were gelling so well together and being so produ- uh, so productive and so solid defensively. Um, but you don't see the Canadians tapping that talent at all. Um, sure, has Xavier Wellette made a few draws into the lineup yes uh, uh he has um and most of the time you can then see fans within uh, the first period of the game on twitter saying okay you can send xavier well back to the taxi squad please um it's not that it's not that he's a bad defenseman it's just that he's not necessarily an effective nhl defenseman but he has experience uh and he does have strengths to his game but you've got you know otto leskinen finally uh Drew and Otto Leskinen did not look out of place at all. No, uh, I think you could use him a little more often and and see what you've got there. Um, Gustav Olafson, I think he should get a look in the lineup as well. He has done uh, quite well with the Rocket. He's when he was when he's playing in the AHL, he has solidly been the top pairing right defenseman with Corey Schuneman on his left, uh, and they have been very very good together. Uh, very strong play from Gustav Olafson. Um, Josh Brook is coming along. Uh, again, I, in, I invite you to uh, listen to le- this past week's episode of the Press Zone Montreal, where uh, Rick and I talked about Josh Brook and have some some lengthy audio from Joel Bouchard about how improved Josh Brook is this year. In fact, Bouchard says, if you look at the Josh Brook from last year and the Josh Brook from this year, they are two different guys. Uh, he is exceptionally proud of the growth that Brook has shown in his play. He says he's becoming much more uh, defensively responsible. He's getting a lot of minutes. He's even getting some time on the power play these days. And he is uh, putting up points now and again as well. So you could be tapping into Josh Brook. Kale Fleury is injured right now, but but Kale Fleury had before his injury uh, was also doing great. And and where where has the call up been for him as well, Rick? So there's a lot of talent sitting in the AHL or on the taxi squad that for some reason isn't getting rotated in and out of the lineup. That's what they're there for. That's what they should be there for. Otto Leskinen uh, has had a great season in Laval. I think uh, has been Laval's best defenseman uh, and one of the better defensemen in the in the AHL. And as you said, didn't look out of place in in his call up. Um, if if the the Canadians are looking for uh, NHL experience, well, Gustav Olsson has that mm-hmm. uh, some a- a- NHL experience as well, and and has been pretty solid. So uh, it looks like uh, the Canadians are, are you know, uh, uh, more willing to look outside and and even at uh, you know call them castoffs or or uh, in one in one uh, <laughs> particular instance anyway, uh, instead of the talent that they're developing in Lavelle. Absolutely. Um, I, I would like to see some of those guys get a look. Um, I don't know how what the odds are of that happening now with uh, the two defensemen that Bergevin acquired at the trade deadline. Again, these are essentially, you're losing your homegrown defensemen to waivers. You're not using your 
defensive core that you're developing in the AHL. And quite frankly, uh, I'm going to use a, 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 a very favored Joel Bouchard spade uh, phrase. Let's call a spade a spade. Uh, you, you got two rentals at the trade deadline to try to patch those holes. Uh, so now I don't know how many opportunities uh, the AHL defense guys are, are going to get, but you've got Eric Gustafson and John Merrill coming in. Um, let's see. Do we want to start? With, I think we'll start with Eric Gustafson because uh, right. I've got opinions on on Eric Gustafson. But let's let's first hear from him uh, and we'll see what he has to say to describe his season in Philadelphia. It was it was great. It was a great team, great teammates. Uh, I had a lot of fun to play there. Uh, it didn't work out for me uh, in that team, and uh, I just uh, I'm just looking forward right now to be in the Montreal. Uh, that's uh, in my past, and uh, um, I just want to end my uh, season here in Montreal in a good way. And uh, I'm happy to be in Montreal. So uh, a, a good team, and he liked the, the guys, uh, but it didn't work out, which uh, I, I would say is a pretty gross understatement. Um, you know, you look at, at social media, and uh, they're kind of ignoring this past season and looking back to uh, a very successful season Eric Gustafson had uh, in um, in Chicago and hoping that is the guy. And I guess the Flyers were hoping that too. Uh, but it really uh, didn't work out. Um, he has been, uh, in the games that I've seen, and I know you've seen uh, every game, um, in the games I've seen, he's been a defensive liability. And, and uh, you know, obviously he, he fell out of favor with Elaine Vigneault uh, and uh, lately um, had been a, a, a healthy scratch more often than not. Nine of the last 10 games, I believe, that he played uh, or that he was with the the Flyers, he was a healthy scratch and and uh, didn't play for the club at all in in April. I'm going to put it this way: Eric Gustafson's comments were a lot kinder uh, than I'm going to be. Um, he may have enjoyed his time in Philadelphia, and he may have uh, sincerely made some very good friends uh, in that locker room. Um, but it has been a struggle for the Philadelphia Flyers, um, and. The Eric Gustafson that's coming to Montreal is not the Eric Gustafson from two seasons ago who was putting up a ridiculous amount of points. Um, Eric Gustafson has to find his game again, and I don't know how quickly that will happen. Um, I, that's I honestly I'm not saying that facetiously. I'm saying I honestly don't know how quickly that can happen. It might happen within a week or two in the in a new environment on a team that's winning most nights. Um, but it might take some time too, uh, because Eric Gustafson, you know, Matt Niskanen was a, was a big hole, a bigger hole than the, than the Flyers anticipated, uh, Niskanen's exit being, um, Gustafson wasn't necessarily supposed to replace Niskanen, but it was supposed to help fill the hole. And, and the first game of the season, uh, Things looked really good for Eric Gustafson because the power play in Philly had had been struggling the season prior. He comes into the very first game of the season, scores a goal and an assist, both on the power play, and everyone in Philadelphia says, All right, Chuck Fletcher, nicely done. This is this is gonna work out a-okay. Um and it went downhill from there. Uh, not only for for the team, but for Gustafson as well. Um Gustafson at best uh, is inconsistent this season. 
Um, it did not take long before he was shuffling in and out of the lineup as a healthy scratch. Uh, then he'd come back into the lineup after being uh, sitting in the press box for a game or two, and he'd come out kind of on fire and have a have an impressive game, maybe get an assist um, and and look good. And then within another game or two, he was right back into, uh, you know, turnovers, poor defensive play, uh, and then eventually would inevitably find himself in the press box again. Um, Eric Gustafson, except for a little while towards the beginning of the season where he was occasionally on the second pairing with Justin Braun, for the most part to to round out the second half of his season in Philly this year, uh, was a third pairing defenseman on the nights that he could get into the lineup. We've all seen, uh, it doesn't take someone who covers the Flyers to know how poorly they've been doing uh, ever since their COVID-19 shutdown before the Lake Tahoe game. Um, and defense has been a drastic issue for them. So Eric Gustafson isn't able to stick as a third pairing defenseman every night in a lineup on a team that's defensively struggling. That's, in a nutshell, my picture for you of the defenseman who's coming into Montreal and has that hurdle to get over. And just to add to that, uh, when the the trade was announced, you saw all of the Philly um, beat reporters, uh, some which we know quite well, um, saying that that uh, they were surprised. The surprise there was that... Uh, uh, that uh, Chuck Fletcher found a buyer. Uh, the surprise mm-hmm. there was that they, that uh, that he got anything in return um, for Eric Gustafson, and um, and so that I think should speak uh, pretty loudly. Uh, offense isn't his problem; defense is, and the Canadians need someone who's responsible in their own end. Um, you know, his offense. Uh, he was in a he landed in a perfect. Uh, situation where uh, he played with Duncan Keith, uh, Patrick Kane was on a tear, uh, Gustafson was on the power play and benefited from uh, you know Patrick Kane uh, being on fire. So um, can he reclaim that uh, in Montreal? And and is that what the Canadians need? Um, I don't know. Uh, now, now he, you know, he, uh, has a friend on the team in Arturi Lekanen. The two of them were teammates in mm-hmm. Frulunda and, and, uh, uh, so, uh, you know, that will help his, his, uh, his transition. I, I, I think that, um, you know, some have said that, that you have two halves of a pretty decent defenseman, the offensive half in Gustafsson, the defensive half in John Merrill. Absolutely. And and I should also, before we move to Merrill, I should say, I hope Eric Gustafson does find his game. I hope, I hope this ends up being a good move for him. And I, and I hope it's nothing but positive. I'm just kind of uh, tempering the mood of the room a little bit to, uh, to just fair warning of, of don't expect too much right out of the gate. Uh, But yes, John Merrill, other side of this, of this story, he's, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's quite a, a personality, um, you know, he's got a, this has to be a difficult thing. You know, his whole family is in Michigan. Uh, He's got uh, four young girls at home and his wife and uh, to leave, to have to leave that and and come across the border without your family can't be easy. Um, But he just says that he's happy to uh, get to play some meaningful hockey. I don't look into that too much. You know, time on ice is something, you know, every day I'm in the NHL, I'm just happy to be there. So anytime my name is called to go over the boards, I'll be ready to go. If 
whether it's 20 minutes a night or 12, I'm ready to go and really excited about the opportunity to play uh, some playoff games and, you know, play some meaningful games down the stretch here. I'm open to playing with anyone. They're all great players. Uh, everybody in the NHL is here for a reason. So I, I'm happy to be playing with anybody. I'm, I'm not too picky. I, I've been uh, put in uh, all kinds of different situations throughout my career, um, pl- playing no over 20 minutes to, to only playing the 13 to 15. So I, I've, uh, I've done uh, a little bit of everything, played the left, played the right, power play, penalty kill throughout my career. So like I said, I, I'm just really happy about the opportunity to play some meaningful hockey games and help this club win, win in any way I can. You know, I'll, I'll do whatever it takes. Very upbeat, very positive attitude. He Love des- it. He describes himself as easygoing, uh, and you heard in his answers there that uh, he's going to be a very low-maintenance kind of player, um, not complaining about ice time, not complaining about uh, you know who he plays with necessarily. He's just happy to hear his name called. Uh, and he's versatile. Um, he's a, he's a, a defensive uh, defenseman first. Uh, you're not going to get much offense uh, from John Merrill. Had some, uh, you know, in his younger days, but he he talked about um, you know uh, everybody being the best on their either junior or college team. Um, and uh, when you get to the NHL, you've got to specialize, and his specialization is the defensive game. Um, he could uh, play on the penalty kill, which uh, the penalty kill, as we know, could use some help. Uh, being versatile, he can play on the left side or the right side. Uh, when he was with the Vegas Golden Knights, of course, he was taken in the expansion draft um, from um, uh, New Jersey. Uh, he played on, on on the left side almost exclusively. And this past year uh, with the Detroit Red Wings, he's played almost exclusively on the right side. So um, this is, uh, you know... This is a, 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 a solid player, um, but you're not going to get power play time out of him. You're, you're, you're not going to get a lot of offense out of him. Uh, but he can be one of those guys that you can plug in and, uh, and, and know what, what to expect. Absolutely. And I really hope uh, both of these guys uh, get a good opportunity. I hope they both uh, bring something positive to the team for the remainder of the season. Um, and that, you know, they don't kind of turn out to be a wash for the rest of the season, since that is, those are the only moves that Bergevin made at the trade, de- trade deadline. Um, and then, you know, I'll just say this lastly, is that my hope is that this offseason, Mark Bergevin, you know, maybe third time's a charm, maybe third summer is a charm, uh, and he needs to do whatever it takes to shore up the defense. And that means going out and getting a top pairing left defenseman, no matter the price it's it's, it has to happen. The excuses have to stop. The band-aids have to stop. He's got to uh, find that left-handed D top pairing, someone to play with Shea Weber. And he's got to look at the prospect pool and, and starting to tap that a little more often too. Those are my hopes. Those are my hopes. Um, All right. Well, we're going to take our final break here on the Canadians Connection. Up next, we're going to read your replies to our question of the week, asking, are you happy to see Cole Caulfield recalled to the taxi squad? So stay with us. You're listening to the Canadians Connection podcast on Rocket Sports Radio. The Canadians Connection is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. 
Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at rocketsportsmedia.com. I bet you enjoy sporting your best Habs jerseys, dressing up your kids and pets in the cutest Habs gear, and showing off your decked out hockey cave or fan ink. Well, don't just show your friends, show your Habs. The team at All Habs wants you to boast your finest pictures for our global network of Montreal Canadiens fans. Include the hashtag ShowYourHabs when posting your fan photos on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Then log on to ShowYourHabs.com to see your entries, along with photos and posts from Habs fans all over the world. A proud member of the Rocket Sports Media Network. If you're a business owner looking for the perfect platform to reach a targeted audience of customers, Rocket Sports Media is the solution. Our global hockey community provides unmatched social media reach to an attentive demographic of sports and entertainment fans. We can provide visibility to your company, helping you to engage and leverage this prime group of potential clientele. In addition, we also offer sponsorship opportunities for fan events and featured areas of website content, giving you name and logo recognition. Visit rocketsportsmedia.com to contact us regarding this unique marketing opportunity. For the most trusted source of news, analysis, and features about the Montreal Canadiens, their affiliates, and their prospects, log in to allhabs.net your year-round resource for anything Habs-related. That's allhabs.net. And welcome back to episode 132 of the Canadians Connection podcast here on Rocket Sports Radio. Uh, don't forget, you can follow at Habs Connection on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram and visit our website at, well, actually, you've got your choice, either CanadiansConnection.com or CanadiansConnection.fm. Um, and we would certainly love to hear from you and love to have you follow us because you know what? In this segment, we love when you get to have your say. And uh, this week, our Canadians Connection Question of the Week is all about that really sparkling prospect, Cole Caulfield, and wanting to know, are you happy to see him recalled to the taxi squad today or this week? Well, and, um, you know, it's not just restricted to uh, our listeners. Uh, we see, uh, this is Have Your Say, and we see uh, John Scott is having his say. Is he now? On, uh, on Twitter, and this morning he posted, uh, lots of goals, minutes, and celebrations left in the number. Congratulations and good luck catching all of my records with the Habs, Cole Caulfield, with a picture of um, the five minutes that uh, John Scott spent in the number 22 mm-hmm. um, for the Montreal Canadiens. So, if there's one thing John Scott does really well in retirement is try to make he works. It's a full time job for him to remain relevant. I oh, did I say that out loud? Yeah, I did. Who else wore that number twenty two? Well, while well, we mentioned Steve Shutt and and John Ferguson, uh, Lucas Vedemo, uh also he'll have to find a, a different number. Mikhail Sergachev also. Oh well, wore gee, that number, number just 22. shouldn't be available, shouldn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, and 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 we go back uh, to to a whole number of uh, uh, Steve Shutt. Briefly, Stefan Riche before he went to forty four wore it. Benoit uh, Brunet. Uh, 
uh, Chris Murray, Dave Manson, uh, Donald Odette, uh, Dan Odette's dad, and uh, also a defenseman by the name of Thomas Caberlet that that uh, that we all remember. Hmm. But uh, we also, in addition to John Scott, we want to hear from our fans, and we posted the question of the week. That is, are you happy to see uh, Cole Caulfield uh, on the taxi squad to our All Habs, the official All Habs fan page on Facebook? And we got tons of response, as we normally do. Um, Bird Tweedy, uh, yes, that's the name. Um, he wants uh, uh, Cole Caulfield in to put out the flames. Well, he's not going to see that unless it's uh, it's next week in Calgary. Uh, Joseph Comac says that kid needs a bodyguard. Um, yes. As he had uh, with uh, Mr. Michael, Michael Pizzetta. Pizzetta yeah, and Yannick Veilleau. Uh-huh, in, in Laval. Uh, James Samet said, can't wait to see how this kid does. Um, Hannah and Ken, uh, they, they say, don't play him 10 minutes on the third or fourth line. Put him on the first and second line. Minimum 15 minutes of ice time. Okay. Uh, right. So they're, yeah, very specific. Alex PB said, oh, baby, can't wait to see his debut. Third line with Kotkaniemi and Toffoli. Uh, Richard Cataret says, uh, Cole looks happy. And, and yeah, that's one thing. There's always a big smile there on is. his face. Mm-hmm. Um, Barbara Ann and Richard Trudeau say, can't wait to see him shine. On the other hand, we have Keith and Monique Cotnoir say, way too early to... to uh, uh, call him up. He needs more time in Laval. Um, Joy Kumner said um, she doesn't like uh, the way he's wearing his pants. That uh, too much <laughs> socks sewing showing. <laughs> All um, right. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, well. You know, our fans are, are into detail here. They, they, they are, hey, yeah. I, I'm mm-hmm. all for it. Um, uh, Thunderous Swami said, too bad there's no cap space to play him. That may change now with uh, with Primo down to uh, Laval. Mm-hmm. And the last comment I'll read is William Doherty saying he's not ready. All right. A real we, variety. We had our say. You've had your say, um, and now I guess the Canadians will have their say. <laughs> we'll see what we'll see what happens uh, and how it all unfolds. I just we here at Rocket Sports, uh, particularly over at the AHL report, we are very uh, prospect protective, and so we always just want you know every prospect that enters the league has just everything laying in front of them. And it, there's nothing more disappointing and, and disheartening and, and sad, sad to see when that path goes awry. And so we want Cole Caulfield on a good path. So let's see what happens. Um, okay, so since I got to sit in Joseph's seat for a little bit today, uh-huh. it's a comfortable seat, Joseph, by the way. <laughs> I see why you enjoy uh, hosting the show so much. Um, but since I'm here, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the opportunity to do some shameless self-promotion for some of the stuff that I'm involved with here at Rocket Sports that um, I don't always get to come on here and talk about. So mm. uh, first off, we have a new, for Habs fans, we have a, a, a brand new um, weekly video segment that you may or may not have noticed. Um, it's over at allhabs.net. Or if you go to our All Habs YouTube page, which is simply youtube.com slash allhabs, um, you will see a new weekly segment called Habs Fan Forum. 
And it's hosted by uh, our newest team member, Ben Dankyu. And Ben basically is one of you. He's a Habs fan. He's a very passionate Habs fan. And uh, Ben puts together a video every week uh, with his reactions to what's happening in Habsland, uh, whether, you know, good, bad, ugly, indifferent, fantastic. Uh, he takes what's happened during the week for the Canadians and he breaks it down uh, from a fan standpoint and, and what's excited him, what's disappointed him, what's made him angry, what's what he's outraged about, uh, always gives, you know, what players he thinks are trending up and trending down. Uh, and that does change uh, from week to week. Um, I'm happy to to be working on that with him um, as as the producer of that segment and the editor uh, for that segment. Um, and it's just uh, we really, really uh, invite you and welcome you to uh, welcome Ben to the to the team. And be sure you head over to our All Habs YouTube page. Check it out. There's about six episodes there already. You can go back and catch up. Uh, this this uh, most recent one came out just this past Thursday. Uh, his new videos do come out every Thursday. Uh, so it kind of sets you up for the weekend. Um, so head to the All Habs YouTube channel. If you're not already um, subscribed to that, be sure you do that and hit the notification bell so that you're notified as soon as a new video gets uploaded. That way you don't have to go looking for it. It just comes right to your phone uh, or your mobile device. Uh, and Rick, I think it's I think it's a it's a fun new segment and uh, allows some of the fan voices to be heard. And we do like to promote the the fan voices, and uh, and Ben does a good job at that. And and I should say that uh, to go back and catch up is easy because it's it's easily consumable content, mm -hmm. uh, six seven eight minutes, and uh, you can uh, you can see one of his episodes. Absolutely. The other thing that I'm going to uh, plug while I'm here is uh, the Press Zone, um, mm. the podcast that you and I host every Tuesday. Uh, now we've actually uh, we're we're growing at the Press Zone and we're changing and evolving, and we've actually now split the Press Zone into two separate editions every week. It still drops every Tuesday, but now instead of just being the Press Zone, there's two different podcasts that come out every Tuesday. There's the Press Zone Montreal, which covers the Montreal Canadiens, the Laval Rocket, and all of the Habs prospects. And then there's also the Press Zone Philly, which is the other half of the coverage that I do for Rocket Sports Media. And that covers the Philadelphia Flyers organization, their AHL affiliate, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and all of the Flyers prospects uh, henceforth, essentially. So... You can listen to one. You can listen to both. Uh, you'll get different information, uh, different prospects. It's it's fun. It's exciting. And particularly, I know there's a couple of times in this episode that I've mentioned, hey, go back and listen to this past week's because we've got some great audio from Joel Bouchard or about Hayden Verbeek or about Josh Brooke, etc. Um, next week, you're really going to want to be sure that you're listening to the Press Zone Montreal because we have a very special guest joining us next week, and that is uh, our dear friend and colleague, Patrick Williams. He is the AHL correspondent for NHL.com, and he is also an AHL contributor at EP Rinkside. Uh, Patrick is the source for league news for the American Hockey League around the entire league. And so he's joining us on Tuesday, not only to give us uh, his take on the Laval Rocket this year, Joel Bouchard's performance, and and some of the top prospects in Laval, but then he go he's going to uh, break down just a tremendous amount of AHL news, like 
Is there going to be a playoffs in the AHL? Right now, there isn't. But uh, who knows? It's a big question mark. Oh, you know, what's what's happening with teams that aren't playing this year? What's what's going on uh, in terms of the state of the league and and and, you know, how it's access to the league has been changed so much this year because of the pandemic, all sorts of really, really good information about the AHL in general and the Laval rocket. Um, so be sure you're watching out for that. You can follow at the press zone on Twitter and that's how you'll, uh, that's the best way for you to find, uh, when the new podcast releases on Tuesday. Uh, and of course you can always just head over to AHLreport.com. Perfect. That's great. It's exciting. We always we have we we have uh, some great interviews on that show. We had guess. Dan Robertson was on uh, recently once again. Uh, always good to hear from him. Uh, Charlie Lindgren has been on the show. We've had some other players uh, and some other members of the media. So be sure you're following us and give us a listen on Tuesdays at the Press Zone Montreal. So Rick, we've got um, <clears throat> oh, there's a game coming up very soon. <laughs> There's a game coming up very soon. Um, the last game of the six-game uh, Montreal homestand uh, against the Ottawa Senators. Um, uh, Shane Pinto should be in the lineup mm-hmm. for uh, for Ottawa. Victor Mete, uh, and we'll see what who's in the the Canadians lineup. And then the Canadians head out on uh, the road. Um, their their Western road trip. Uh, two games against uh, Edmonton before they. Uh, pull into Calgary. Uh, so it's a, it's another busy week. Um, make sure that, uh, that you're following, make sure that you've subscribed, um, and make sure that, uh, that you reach out to us and, and, uh, and let us know what you think of this podcast. And, and if you have any questions, we're glad to answer them too. Uh, the social media addresses have been uh, provided. I'll, I'll give one more way to contact us. And that's through um, the Rocket Sports text line. You can text us any time of the day or night. Five eight five three Rocket. That's five eight five three Rocket. Is the Rocket Sports text line? Absolutely. We want to thank you, of course, for tuning in with us today. Um, thank you for having me on today. It's uh, this was my debut hosting appearance at the Canadians Connection. I've, get, a great I've come job. on for some guest appearances uh, for some segments, but not as a host. So thank you, Joseph, for sharing your chair with me. Thank you, Rick, for having me on. It was a, it was fun to get to come and talk just about the Canadians today. It was, it was a pretty good time. And we're so glad that you are all here with us as well. Um, of course, be sure you uh, follow along at All Habs on Twitter. Some of those games this week are late night, so you know you can count on allhabs.net to have game recaps if you just can't stay up quite that late to watch them. And, uh, of course, Joseph and Rick will be happy to welcome you back again here next Saturday for the next great episode of the Canadians Connection right here on Rocket Sports Radio. Click subscribe so you never miss an episode of Canadians Connection. Visit allhabs.net for breaking news about the Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> <laughs>